Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about Antonio Brown and the Steelers-Raiders-Patriots circus and the Texans' narrow loss against the Saints on Monday Night Football. And we're joined with a new member of the podcast team, Axel Johnson. Uh, hi. All right, does anyone have any strong opinions about Antonio Brown? Well, Antonio Brown, whether you like him or not, which I think we can all agree we don't, played the 31 teams in the NFL except for the New England Patriots. From the very beginning, he wanted to be a Patriot. The Patriots were going to give a first-round pick for him, and the Steelers said, no, because why would you trade your best player to your biggest rival? one of the top five receivers in the league at that time. Right. And then, okay, he signs with the Raiders. You can say whether he... He, when he signed with the Raiders, he already had decided that he was going to leave. But at one point, he decided, Derek Carr is not Ben Roethlisberger. What have I gotten myself into? And that is when he literally lost it. But he still... He quite literally he lost quite literally it, as in his fingers it. due to frostbite. Yes, you can make excuses about him, but the fact is, there is no reason why you would get mad at Mike Mayock for getting fined when you did not show up to practice when it's not the Raiders' fault that they, the NFL won't let you wear your helmet. It's not the Raiders' fault that you don't wear the right slippers for cryotherapy treatment or whatever. Okay, That's not the NFL's fault. Or, I mean, sorry, that's not the Raiders' fault. So you go to practice, you should go to practice, and if you don't, then you get fined. The only reason why he... if you don't play, you don't play. That's beneficial to you because you get to play in the real games. Well, that's a different argument. But the point is, he gets mad at Mike Mayock. At that point, I think he decided, I'm getting out of here. I don't want to be a Raider. He probably... I'm not sure if he contacted the Patriots, but... I mean, to apologize, and then when they go through with the fines that they've already told you to, it's like if I got in trouble, and then the teacher was like, okay, apologize, and I apologized, and then when I got punished, I was like, wait, but I apologize, that's not how it works, and now he gets rewarded for his bad behavior, and he's on the best team in the league, and barring the case that he's in going against him, he will win, and that's why he played the league. And I, I think that's shown by his video of when he got signed by the Patriots. Did anyone else see that? Yeah. He's sitting on his couch, and he gets a text that he gets signed by the Patriots. Jim's like, woo, woo, goes, jumps in his pool, woo, woo. Yeah. I, I actually don't think he was going for the Patriots all the whole time. I, I think he just wanted to go to a team that was good because – I mean, you heard he had talks with the Browns. He had talks with the Patriots. He had talks the with Browns the Browns aren't Chiefs. good. But they were, I mean, okay. you would have thought the Browns were good before week one. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to I mean, no. I mean, I mean, I some some people in this room still thought the, thought the Browns are good before week one. Go back to uh, episode three if you want to hear that. <sighs> I mean, I, I don't know if he's really really with it when you come to some of the decisions that he's made. Belichick will shake him up. 
Belichick, there's no way Belichick can deal with the nonsense that he was putting up in Oakland. If he yeah, just, so, yeah. so Murrah. It could be another Osho sinker. Yes. Um, you said, um, referring to the Patriots, that they would not sign Jadavian Clowney because he's a clown and he does stupid things on like, and off the field. Yes. But that's Antonio different. Brown does the same thing, I think even more, and they sign him. does the stupid things on the field, like doing really <laughs> dumb penalties and doing idiotic things. He loses games. He's the type of yeah. player who's going to lose you a game yeah. when he's not on the field. he doesn't do as much of the stupid However, the, the difference he I think in this, in this case is that there may have been collusion between the Patriots and the, the, uh, Antonio Brown, and so it might be a situation where, like, uh, the Raiders, anything that happened in the Ra- in Oakland didn't really matter, right? Because there was collusion to already get him away from Oakland. So. Okay, so the one thing, JW, you mentioned Oco- Ocho Cinco. One thing about Ocho Cinco, Ocho Cinco was never as good as Antonio Brown. Like, Antonio Brown is a much better player than Ocho Cinco. So you get from the football standpoint... Also, he's in his prime. Ocho Cinco was pretty much pretty much washed up at that point. So from a football standpoint, it's a better move for the Patriots. But Ocho Cinco never did any of the things that Antonio Brown is charged with. He may have been a locker room cancer at times and done stupid celebrations, but he ne- he's n- he was never accused until the end of his career after when he was with the Patriots. Oh, he was never accused until the end of his career. Yeah, well, okay. of anything near what Antonio Brown has been accused of. He never forced his way out of a team. He never for- he, me- he never made decisions against his own health and safety for a stupid reason, well, also, such as, I can't see through this new helmet. Sexual assault mm-hmm. allegations are becoming, like, more prevalent in, in this age. Not, not whether they're false or true. You're seeing more women, and sometimes men in cases, come out against sexual assault charges. So... Although Ojo Cinco didn't really get charged in his career, we don't know that if there was a woman that just never came out, whether it was a false or true story. Well, yeah, and one last thing. I think we should all agree Mike Tomlin should win the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean... For hiding all of the antics. For hiding all of that, like... Ooh. Just so his body wasn't, like, so an So, for hiding um, everything between um, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell... Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger. There's something seriously wrong with Antonio Brown, especially Ben yeah. Tulowitz. Wait, remember when he Facebook Live, the locker room, right? He did that just for a few hundred thousand dollars from Facebook. When I mean, he's already on a contract, also, millions of dollars, and it's an infraction of their team. Also, that haircut, I mean, I don't think he's, <laughs> I think he might be insane. It's the CTE, man. It's kicking in. You yeah. need to do a study. Um, so another football subject, this best game of week one, in my opinion, and my guess is in everyone else's here opinion, for the NFL was the Texans-Saints game. NFL was, yeah. And, Definitely. and I know some people in this room have some very strong opinions about the final defensive play call for the Texans. Oh, the special teams block? Uh, so the block, that was a great play call. They just didn't get the block. That was a good play call, though. Gorgeous. But honestly, the prevent, I mean, I think Rodrigo has some strong things he wants to say. Honestly, I would say Romeo I don't Crindle. think the call was actually bad. I just think... The uh, call wasn't bad. No, I don't... I, I think... <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I will okay, say the call was bad because here's the thing. The The 15... Uh, um, 
was still a 57-yard field goal. 58. 58-yard field goal. So, I mean, a really yeah. long field goal. He was also short and right on 56 from the same hash earlier in the game. It's true. But I think, um, and I could be wrong, and I think I could be wrong on this, but I guess he gave, the, the receiver gave himself up, so that's why, the like, was the play over before they touched him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. And he purposely gave himself up. Okay. <sighs> Deshaun Watson. Played a great game has had many great moments in his young career. And in my opinion, his three best games as a pro have been Week 7 in 2017 against the Seahawks, late last season (laughs) against the Eagles, and up until that interception and excluding that interception, this Monday night's game was the best I had seen him play. Which didn't even really matter because... And you want to know what all three of those games had in common? The Texans lost in every single one of those games. (laughs) And they did not just lose. Deshaun Watson had them leading with less than two minutes to go in every single one of those games. And in every single one of those games, on the road, against a quarterback who has won a Super Bowl... In each of those games, the defense let Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, and Drew Brees in each time drive down the field and win the game. This, Deshaun Watson is so talented. I think this is going to be his breakout year, but the prevent defense was, let's just say it wasn't a good call, (laughs) like, to be nice, and... I'm tired of it happening every single time he plays well. And one more thing. Did J.J. Watt play on Monday? Did he play? Because I could swear he literally did not do anything. He had one holding call go against the right tackle, and he did not do anything. I love J.J. Watt. I think he's awesome, but I think he without Clowney... He may struggle this year, and I think it's fair to say he's past his prime. Yeah, who's the Saints, who's the Saints prime. tackle? Ryan Ramshick. He's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He was from our first overall pick. I mean, but, like, they were double teamed in all game. But still, if you're J.J. White, you have to show up for this defense to play well. I mean, it's all built around you. You really need to show up the, big. The secondary is not good enough to have absolutely no pressure on a quarterback like Drew Brees or even a quarterback like Nick Foles. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. The Texans, whenever the Texans have a good offense, they try to get a good defense. Once they get the good defense, like, when Matt Schaub and Andre Johnson were lighting, well, not lighting the league up, but they were pretty good because it's still Matt Schaub. Their defense was I mean, was Matt terrible. Schaub was good until he was he, really, he was really good. He was, he was good until he was really, really bad. But they finally get a defense uh, around the later Matt Schaub years. And then Matt Schaub, I don't know what happened, but forgot how to throw he forgot how to throw a football. <laughs> he forgot what team he was playing for. <laughs> and then the Texans defense was elite, probably Top ten, if not top five, for Definitely a period. Top five in the league. Yeah, for top a period about four years. Remember Whitney Merciless? I think Whitney played well, but he was really good around that time. It was Whitney, he's kind of Bernard gotten. McKinney, he's, I mean, Ryan he's a bit older, Jadavion but he's still Clowney, a good yeah. The Texas defense was really good. They carried Brock Osweiler to the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it, it takes a special Pretty kind of defense to, to carry Brock Osweiler to the playoffs. And then, okay, 
we get a good quarterback. The best quarterback, in, in fact, not just the best quarterback in our franchise's history. I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson, after he played two or three games, was already the best quarterback in Texans history. I think <laughs> and then wrong. our defense, our secondary, falls apart. I still don't know why we let the Honey Badger go. He was yeah. such a good player for us last year. I don't know why we let Kareem Jackson go. He was literally not a terrible corner like we How have now. How old is he? He's like 30, but... Yeah, but I mean, you still like, can't let go. Are old. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of veterans. Oh, Andre Hall, we still have him. Isn't he on the Jags? I don't know, but I will say I'm glad they got rid of Aaron Colvin because Aaron Colvin he's, is oh, just also, also so bad. Boy, I go to the Jaguars. Okay. Yeah. That was that was more like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Letting AJ Boye go. AJ Boye was so good with the Texans, he goes to the Jaguars and he becomes I'm not sure but I think he was like first or second team elite. all pro. Yeah. He becomes elite. Like I don't know. It's just like there's really no offensive or defensive stability on the Texans. Hopefully they fix it because I think Deshaun Watson is really special. And if he doesn't get killed, which brings up Laramie Tunzo. I mean, Laramie Tunzo played okay, but you still... I mean, he still got sacked six times. He's a little more help still. <laughs> yeah, he, they still oh, need a little also, more help. But also, you have to remember, Titus Howard was not available for that game. Can we, like, merge the Cowboys and the Texans? Mm-hmm. Like, and the make, Cowboys, about the make Cowboys a super team. The, the Cowboys so, O-line. Make the Texas Texans. The Cowboys <laughs> O-line. The Texan skill players in the Cowboys defense would win a Super Bowl. Wait, this is a good Cowboys question. This is true. Guys, good question. Wait, Cow- no, Cowboys secondary. Which quarterback would you start? Dak That's a good question. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. It's not even Deshaun. close. Dak Prescott sucks. Well, he doesn't suck. He <laughs> played well. He's serviceable. He's serviceable. Serviceable. And he's but good Deshaun when he, and he looks elite. good when he plays the Giants because they're the Giants. Exactly. He also looks good under the Giants. The Giants are literally a scout team. The Giants, Please. you know, some no teams Some team teams play eight Sometimes people football. The Giants decide to play eight-person defense on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that was terrible. I mean, <laughs> also, like, Dak Prescott, when you look at him, I mean... He's, he's definitely got him better. He's, he's not Dak and Dallas. He's decent reads. He can run the ball fine. He's like Deshaun, but like... But just, just worse than He's like the poor man's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> like Deshaun, he, he is but the poor man's Deshaun Jerry Jones Watson. is not a poor man, Rodrigo. Hey, um, Jerry Jones will give him the big bucks. Yeah, and then the Cowboys will suck for a very long time. And I think Suck after winning us. the 2019 Super Bowl. Oh, no, that, I, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> no, they're not winning a Super Bowl. Very quickly, Saints-Rams predictions. Uh, i got to take the, um, the, the Rams. I don't think the Saints looked that good because even though they taught, they they beat the Texans, I don't think the Texans secondary was really one representative of what the uh, obviously the Rams defense is way better, but even of the league average. I'm playing this right now. The Saints want to punch the Rams in the throat for last no. year. The NFC Championship, they're gonna come home. They're I think the Saints home. are gonna, gonna go hard. They're I think Saints win. are gonna win. I think I Rams th- win. I just think they have home field advantage. It's a long plane ride from New Orleans to Los Angeles. I think the Rams have the better roster and they win. It's and it'll be, be a partying plane ride back. The Saints are going to win. It's going to be close. Oh, I, I say. I think, I think Rams. Saints I'm honestly going to go Rams too. Saints 35 31. Rams. Rams. No, Rams I got Saints. I got a low scoring game. I think both defenses are going to show up strong. Okay. I think it's only going to be 17 uh, 13. 31 wow. 24 Rams. 31 24 Saints. 
That is that's Alistair McFarland, also known as Dare. And he plays young <laughs> He plays in a pretty cool band called Claremont Air. Look him up. They sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Signing off for now and saying goodbye, I'm Jack Ringgold.